Good day to you, Kingdom family. This is Johan Portgieter with a message for us for today. Now, I have received probably as many messages as you have. Maybe you've received even more during this time of the body of Christ encouraging and uplifting one another. And I just thought, what contribution can I make during this time by the Spirit of the Lord? And when I thought about the words lockdown, immediately in my spirit, the Lord said to me, why not look up? in the lockdown. Now, if we look down in the lockdown, we're going to stay down. But when we look up in the lockdown, we're going to go up, if you know what I mean. We're going to have our hearts lifted. We're going to have our minds lifted. We're going to be encouraged during this time. So I want to take us through the Gospel of John, and I'm going to ask you if you would like to step this thing through with me. Like on the first day today, we only do chapter one, and then we go through for the 21 days until we end in John chapter 21. It's going to be very informal. Guys, it's not going to be a formal Bible study. We're going to look at some concepts and precepts in the in the in the Gospel of John. And I'm just going to, by the Spirit of Law of the Lord, bring some some truths through to our hearts. So when we look at the Gospel of John, do you know that the Gospel of John has got nothing about the genealogies? It's it's got nothing about the the childhood of Jesus, uh, neither his temptation, transfiguration. Uh, the appointment of the disciples, the parables, the ascension, or the Great Commission. What it does, and what John did by the Spirit of God, is John gave us an account of the God-man on the earth, where the love of God was introduced into the earth. So a couple of things we're going to look at this morning is, in the first chapter of John, and you know, it begins with a clear expressive description of Jesus, as identical to the Father, where it says in the in verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It's probably one of the most well-known scriptures in the Word of God. But you know that scripture is so crucial. You know, I've said to people who uh, belong to other religions and, um, you know, other, you know, maybe even to the cults, people who, really sincere people, it's just their belief system is, is out of place, you know, when it comes to the Word of God. And I have said to people, it doesn't help to argue about the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, uh, about evolution versus creation. It doesn't help to argue about the book of Revelation on eschatology and the end times and how things are going to pan out. Um, what really matters is the person's idea or concept of the identity of the Messiah. So I want to ask you to, uh, that question today is, what are your thoughts about Jesus? What is your concept of the identity of the Messiah? Because I want to say this, if your concept and understanding of the identity of the Messiah is not the way it's depicted in Scripture, then there is a problem and it's something that you really will have to work on because that is the most important thing. And I've said to people, if your concept of the identity of Jesus is out of place, you can be wrong enough to lose your soul for all eternity because that's really what it comes down to. So we see in the Gospel of John, that Jesus is God himself. He is the word of God. And it says, without him was nothing created that was created. So we see then it moves to the ministry of John the Baptist and the local religious leaders who questioned him. And by the end of the chapter, Jesus has collected the first five disciples, namely John, Andrew, Peter, Philip, and Nathaniel. Now, along the way, John describes Jesus using specific titles, and these names outline both the purpose of Jesus' ministry and his status as both God and Savior, the God-man in the earth. Now, the seven uh, names that John mentions in the first chapter of the Gospel of John, look how awesome this is. 
The number seven is perfection. So already in the first chapter, John mentions Jesus as being the word, the light, the son of God, the lamb of God, the Messiah, the king of Israel, and the son of man. Now, each of these is obviously meant to explain a particular aspect of who Jesus is and the reason that he was born on the earth. The first 18 verses of John is really an overview of the rest of the gospel, right up to chapter 21 um, of the gospel of John. And we know that when it says that Jesus is the word, it means that Jesus is the message. Not just did he carry a message or the message, he was the message and he is the word of God. Now, in describing Jesus, it states that Jesus always existed. He has always been identical with God. And yet, since he came in physical form, he was subject to all the physical struggles of a human man in John 1 verse 14. Jesus is described as the light in John 4, 1 verse 4 to 5, an important concept even at that time in the Hebrew philosophy world. Much of Jesus' ministry as described in John is an illumination of human ignorance, and Jesus constantly corrects mistaken concepts about God. We also need to understand, guys, when we look at the, the Gospel of John, and when we look at the first chapter, you know, when we teach um, mind dynamics from the Word of God, when we teach biblical psychology, I also say to people, we need to understand that religion was here even before Jesus arrived. Because a lot of people say we are religious because we believe in Jesus. No, religion was here already. We don't have religion. We have a relationship, and we all know that so well. But you know that Jesus faced rejection right at the outset? There wasn't even place for them in the inn for him to be born. So Jesus, right at the outset, even from his birth, had experienced rejection. And it says here in the first chapter that he came unto his own people, the people that he created, and they didn't receive him. They didn't recognize him. Jesus suffered rejection from the word go. So you know what happens here is that John the Baptist uh, preaches a message of repentance and preparing people for the arrival of the Messiah. And local religious leaders interrogated him. And he clearly stated that he was not the Savior, but he was here to open the hearts and the minds for people to receive the chosen one. So maybe you are listening to this today and you are saying, you, you know what, Johan, I, I really have grown cold in my heart towards the things of God. In, in fact, at this time, I perhaps even believe that I'm backslid. I want to say to you, it's time to slide back to God. During these 21 days, make the decision, make a commitment to work with me through the Gospel of John. Read chapter 1 today. Maybe read it a few times. Maybe read it from different translations. But I want to ask you not to jump ahead. Don't go to chapter 2 yet. Wait until tomorrow and we work through chapter 2 together. Now also, we see that uh, in this first chapter that... Um, Jesus directs his, his, his followers, um, but the followers that Jesus is going to direct came from John the Baptist. Um, Andrew and John uh, were the first ones that actually came across. Then Andrew goes and he seeks his brother Simon and brings him to Jesus. Jesus gives Simon the name Peter, which makes more sense later on. And Jesus then calls Philip and Philip finds Nathaniel in order to tell him about Christ. What I would like to do now is go straight into, into the word there in John chapter 1. And I want you to listen to this carefully. It says in verse 35, Again the next day John stood with two of his disciples, and looking at Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the Lamb of God. I want us just to think about those few words just for a bit. 
behold the Lamb of God. How did John recognize him? The last time that John had an experience with Jesus was when he was in his mother Elizabeth's womb. And when Elizabeth and Mary got together, you remember that John jumped in the womb of Elizabeth when he recognized that Jesus was in his presence, that he was in the presence of Jesus. And here, 30 years later, by the Spirit of God, John recognizes Jesus and he says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You know, that grabs my spirit every single time I think about that. Now, the two, the two disciples heard him speak, and, and it says they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and seeing them following, said to them, What do you seek? And they said to him, Rabbi, which is to say when translated, Teacher, where are you staying? Jesus said to them, Come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. Now it was about the tenth hour. Apparently it's about four o'clock in the afternoon. One of the two heard John speak and followed him. And it was Andrew and Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which is translated the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. You know how many times I've read this? And just the other day, the Holy Spirit illumined my heart to show me what really happened here. Remember when they saw Jesus the first time, these two disciples that were going to be disciples, they both said rabbi or then teacher. They asked him where he was staying. He said, come and see. And it says they remained with him that day. Now watch this, guys. This is very important. They remained with a rabbi whom they called teacher. But when they had spent the day with him and they went to find Peter, Simon, um, uh, um, sorry, in verse 41, he first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated to Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Spending that day in the presence of the rabbi, the teacher, made them realize that he is Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. Now, don't miss that. Here is the point. You cannot spend any amount of time with the rabbi, the teacher, and not realize that he is the Christ, the Messiah. So they received revelation from whom Jesus was in the illumination of him in his person to them as disciples. Now, when Jesus looked at, looked at him, this is now Simon Peter, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. And the following day in verse 43, Jesus wanted to go, he wanted to go to Galilee and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now, Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses in the law wrote and also the prophets, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Now, I want you to see this. Philip found Nathanael. What does he refer to Jesus as? He refers to Jesus as him of whom was written. Uh, in the law of which Moses spoke and also the prophets wrote and he refers to him in his natural capacity Jesus of Nazareth the son of Joseph and Nathaniel said to him but can anything good come out of Nazareth and Philip said to him well come and see and Jesus saw Nathaniel coming towards him and said to him behold an Israelite indeed in whom is no deceit Nathaniel said to him how do you know me Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Now watch Nathanael, how he changes his tune in what he heard about whom Jesus was. And he says, 
You are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. You see, again, here's the thing. When Jesus reveals himself to you in who he is, in the first instance, it was through illumination. In the second instance here, it's through revelation. And Jesus is referred to, again, as the word, the light, the son of God, the lamb of God, the Messiah, the king of Israel, and the son of man. I want to encourage you today from what I've read here in John chapter 1, that you take this chapter and you read through it again by yourself. And as I asked you to do, please don't skip over to chapter 2. We're going to deal with it tomorrow. And in these 21 days through the Gospel of John, the 21 chapters, we are going to again come to know this Messiah, Jesus Christ the Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, the one who has come for, to die for the sins of the world. And we are going to see, I believe, revelation about him, that's going to illumine our days. And we're going to be looking up. We're not going to be looking down. And I pray that this message will encourage you today to know that we need to keep on following Jesus. God bless you. You have an awesome day. And I want to pray this for us. Father, I thank you today in the name of Jesus. In this first day of lockdown that we are looking up. We are looking up and our eyes are fixed on you, Jesus. Our eyes are fixed on you, Father. And our eyes are fixed on you, Holy Spirit, our constant companion, that not only are you going to take us through these days, these are going to be days of upliftment and encouragement. We pray for our country, South Africa, today. And I thank you, Father, that the people who are suffering right now because of this virus, we pray that you bring consolation and peace and serenity to them and that they may come to know you in a deeper level and on a deeper level during this time. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen.